Welcome, everybody. We're so excited. Welcome to this episode of The Sicilian Queens. We have the wonderful maestro, modern day artist, Sicilian, Australian born Sicilian, just like us. We want to share him and tell you all everything that we know about him. And he's going to share his story with you. And his name is the beautiful Eolo Paolo Bottaro. Welcome. Thanks welcome for joining us. Welcome. Benvenuti. Welcome. Everybody, take a seat, grab a yeah. glass of wine, sit down and enjoy this episode. We've all got our glasses of wine. Yeah. Now enjoy so this episode. So, Eolo, okay. tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Thank you for having me, guys. I just have to say this is my first uh, Zoom meeting or whatever it is, or recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hope I, I've created a nice ambience oh. behind me here. Wow. I can't take a closer look. Yeah. Um, wow. Myself, uh, a practicing artist, graduate from the VCA. Um, uh, for over over 20 years now really sort of graduated in the mid 90s um, obviously you know in the early days from graduating had sort of had many many sort of jobs to sort of uh, uh, so, you know to keep keep the artistic sort of flair going yeah. so painting at night and so forth and then slowly eventually got into bit more of a professional sort of uh, situation where I was represented by galleries started to exhibit and just slowly very slowly sort of uh, built up a uh, built up a career I guess within more within the painting sort of uh, aspect so the the because I also do sculpture um, if we go into it and that sort of came that came a lot uh, a lot later, actually, it only really came, I'd say, within the past six years, amazingly. So, so yeah. So, you, you, so VCA, that tells me you're Australian-born, not Italian-born or Sicilian-born. Yeah, right. a lot like of people us. think that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, like you guys. So, uh, yeah, we're, you know, Aussie-born. Aussie we're, we're Aussies. Uh, we're Aussie, 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 Aussie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was born. I was born uh, in, in Melbourne, uh, and so uh, g grew up in the suburbs, and and uh, and yeah, basically did all my school my schooling here. The only time I would go to say the homeland or whatever, uh, you know, were those small occasions, very limited occasions, obviously due to budget and family and so forth. Uh, when we were younger, probably once when I was three, and then I had a bit of an inkling to suss out the situation and meet cousins who were my age that we always heard of. We actually snail mailed each other a fair bit as well. Mm -hmm. When I graduate, oh yeah, when I graduated, uh, I worked a year and saved a bit of bit of money and said, "Time to, time to to kind of see where you're from." Yeah, Ayola, you said you grew up in the Melbourne suburbs. What what suburb? What northern, west, south? What part of Melbourne? 
I grew up in uh, good old Preston. <laughs> Preston. <laughs> You're a Prestonian. <laughs> what school did you? Maybe you went to the same school. What school did you go to? Bloody all boys school, which was a bad choice of my parents. <laughs> was it Maris Brothers? Yes, it was Mars Brothers, but it was Reading College. So Mars Brothers yep. turned into Reddit, which then turned yep. into Samaritan, which now I have no idea because I think it's had a pretty bad history. I think it's so they- Parade. I think it's Parade. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But the interesting thing is I went to Preston Tech and the Maris Brothers, you didn't have year 11 and year 12. And I think you came across to our school, a lot of the boys, because we used to get excited when the boys would come over from the Catholic <laughs> College. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you were so you were born here, and then you went to. It, what made you? What was it? What was that magical pull that aligned you to steer you to go back to Sicily? I'm interested in that. It was family. Was it something intuitively? What was that? Look, I think it's a, it's definitely a combination of things. Like also as an artist, uh, obviously the call of Europe is great because everything we learn in a textbook is things that we, w- we wish to stand in front of to really uh, savour. Um, but, you know, obviously also on a level of my mother's mother remained in Sicily and her two brothers, so, uh, and then their extended families and so forth. So that had something to do with it. But I, I can talk about when I was a little more mature and I did my, my first real trip there where I ventured uh, by myself, sort of thing. Um, please, please do so, but can you tell us where were your parents from? From? from. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad. My dad's from Siracusa, uh, and comes from uh, Comiso, uh, re- uh, Provincia di Ragusa. So the oh, Ragusa from the south. From the south. Yeah. From the yeah. south. Okay. Yeah. So they're on that coast belt there. I call it the Baroque belt. You know, all the way. You know, that you go from Siracusa to Ragusa, you've got in between Nortor and all those other... Oh, fabulous, 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 fabulous. How often do you go How often do you go back? Do you go back quite frequently? I now am... I'm now, in my, later in my life, I'm trying to go back once a year. Uh, and I'm trying to also incorporate work into that. Like, I, I understood that when I went back when I was younger, it was always a bit more of a holiday vibe. It was very short-lived. So just when you started to get an inkling of where you were from, you went back to Australia and you got reprogrammed immediately to be, you know, the big cars and the, you know, the just the Aussie way of life, you know. You go from Sicily to Preston. There's a, there's a big cultural shift and change even though it's you're you're describing my life sicily to preston (laughs) i had no idea you grew up in preston that is incredible linked to darabin i had no idea yeah yeah darabin yeah i know you know from preston all the way you got as far as (laughs) you got as far as northcote maybe alfington (laughs) you sort of stayed in that hub (laughs) sort of thing but um uh let me just explain the the one time I took I took a bus and I think I landed or caught a train and it stopped in Catania and I was like what is this strange land you know how and I remember getting how old, were you? How old I think at the time I was 18 19 okay. I'm now 46 so it's a, a you know fair bit <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think so. No longer. Yes, yes. Shot. Good shot. Lupinchotto. Yeah. So, so basically, on that bus trip, uh, something it was, you know, it's one of those moment, those emotional moments where I actually, uh, for the, for that, for that instance, driving across to Cormesal was uh, uh, that that stretch of road, which I know very well now. I actually got very emotional, and probably because I was ready to do it, but you know, to the point of uh, shedding a tear. And I was like, "Why the hell am I crying? I don't even know this land. You know, I don't know this land. You know, I don't. Well, what? And obviously, we drive that psychologically, I believe. But it was it was strong enough to to make me realise. Well, okay, because not only that, uh, the stories that I heard here within Australia with my parents. They didn't want to really know about Sicily, you know what I mean? They Australia gave them. They were done. They were done. They were done. They were done and they were more Australian than even myself, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they'd already had a life here before my life was evolving and they had become the Australians, which is amazing and remains to be amazing. But... Uh, yeah, I, I had a I had a, a very intense inkling later on that and there's something that somebody said to me. I don't know if it was some Becky or something like that, but he said uh, or they said, um, and it could have been my grandmother. Uh, the problem with the people that left Sicily is when they left, they left with the radici, and without the radici, nothing grows. And I thought, shit, I'm probably the roots, and so I felt, you know, an obligation. No, not an obligation. I felt a necessity, and it's also for myself, that now, if it was possible, I have to give back because it's what has created who I am and my awesome. name. What's blossomed is you. I have this, I have this saying that um, how do you know who you are if you don't know the people that have come before you? And I find that because they are an element of who we are. So for me, um, I can only resonate with what you've said by traveling back to Sicily and understanding the hardships, the struggles, the love for food, for passion for family, and the culture that makes me understand who I am as an individual. Because I think for me, that was a missing element. Forget about all the other, you know, the driver and the passion for other things. But the element that was missing for me was understanding where my past and my heritage is from because it's part of my character and my values and my beliefs. And that's what yeah. shapes me as an individual. So I don't know if you resonate with that, but that's what I resonated with when I was yeah. back to Italy. As soon as my feet touched the ground, yeah. I felt the strength, the knowledge, the 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 passion, the drive for the people before me that had come from there. And I don't yeah. know, if, if, you know if you felt it that way, but that's certainly my explanation and my feeling when I landed um, in Sicily and each time I go there or I talk about her, she's just like this missing link in a jigsaw puzzle for me. Yeah, yeah. And she shouldn't be the missing link because she's, you know, like once you found her, then you have to make her part of... You have to make her part of uh, your your DNA, and you have to connect her to Australia because that's the beauty. She is for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, oh, sorry, what's that, Lena? She is. She is for me. She is for me. Now, you speak yeah. about painting. Let's talk about the mediums that you use um, and how early did you discover them in your life? Because I can see oil. So, and then yeah. you said you went over to sculpturing. So, in terms of your oil, um, your mediums, let's talk about how you discovered what suited you back in your early years. Look, obviously, when you begin at art school, you know, you start with the basics and you could almost call basics being oil paint at art school. And even that was quite complex to begin with. Um, I, I, again, because of my travels, I was quite fortunate, and this happened in Sicily as well, that um, I used to visit uh, the universities in the towns that I'd go to just to make comparisons to what, what we were taught in Australia. Uh, and it was there that I... I I got invited to a class because they're all so warm and, oh, you know, he's an artist from Australia, get him into the class sort of thing. And, you know, you become, you feel like a little bit of a celeb. And, and so I went in and there were these, you know, 15, 14 year old kids um, uh, and they were mucking around with sand and, and lime and, and they were actually learning the art of fresco which I had already graduated from art school and I didn't know what fresco was. I'd stood in front of the Sistine Chapel like all of us do and that, but technically I knew it was some weird form of painting, but it was ancient, you know, whatever. But the technical details of it, I just did not understand. And then I see these kids, you know, 13, 14, as part of their class, they're mixing the sabja and the sand, they've got the pigments, and they were just casually doing these little fresco panels. And I came back to Australia after that and I, I dedicated my, a great deal of my time and energy to becoming a fresco painter within Australia. And, um, that can, I interrupt, can I interrupt for a minute? What is fresco painting? Can you tell okay. us what it is? Yeah. Fresco basically, look, the best examples of frescoes, if we look at, you know, the Assisi Chapel of Giotto or if we look at Raphael's, um, paintings uh, in the Vatican or Michelangelo is the pinnacle, the creation of man. Um, fresco is an application that is used on solid walls and it's basically in you know really simple terms uh, wet lime and sand mixture several layers and you paint raw pigments that are lime resistant into that surface it crystallizes and it becomes insoluble in water. So it becomes integ integral to the wall. So when we look at the Capella Sistina and stuff like that, that's fresco. Technically, it goes way beyond that simple explanation, but in a nutshell, that, that, is, that is a method. And um, it's, 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 it's 3,000, probably more years old. So you even get frescoes in Greece. Yeah, there's, a the yeah, there's a scientific um, method to that actual application, I had no idea. I just thought it was oil painting on a wall. But the way you <laughs> described it and the way it crystallises, there's a scientific process to reach to that particular point that I was not aware of. So I'm sure there's yeah. other people out there that had no, I had no clue. No, no, well, we know fresco as fresco dining. Of course we do. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Viola, can I ask you a question? So it yes. seems like just by listening to the 
life of your, your life of just by being becoming an artist and slowly it feels like it's slowly unfolded it's been a slow process of a journey and you felt that pulling which the pulling has actually created you into taking you into that realm like you went there and you saw these 12 13 year olds who were doing fresco painting and you thought I think I want to do that you know I want I want to learn of that if it was not a pulling you would not have wanted to do it you know it's something that's there already inside of you is there any artists in your family yeah that's what I want to know too uh no look it's well it depends on how you categorise the artists. So I could definitely say yes, there are because you know I grew up in a in a family, and you might know this, Lena, in a family of taxidermists. So the oh. shop in Thornton. Yes, shop. I remember I, that. Yeah. So 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 there's artistic merit unto itself within that, even sculptural that I'm starting to understand. My nonna too used to tell me when she was in the um, colegio, you know, they, half of them went to the colegio, um, you know, she she had this artistic flair where she would do or try and do these decorative pieces and so forth and then the nuns would, you know, sort of stop her and and she, she sort of, she, she, under, she seemed to understand more than anybody the artistic sort of... Uh, passage to some degree even though at the time when you're young and you're in Australia and you're doing that it's like this one doesn't want to work and he's possibly going to be a bludger in the end work harder than anybody you know what I mean it's like can I, can uh, I, yeah can I can I take you back to when you were young because this is what this episode's about and your journey to getting to the other projects what did you who, who inspired you and what was your vision? What did your vision look like for you, for your journey of life to, you know, in a process? Did you have a set agenda of what you wanted to achieve or was it something that was flowing? Or um, did you, do you get inspired by nature or do you get inspired intuitively? Well, again, again, Lena, I think it's a combination of all those things and, and many, many other things and being, being able to manage them. One thing I never did was uh, I never let myself be influenced uh, by, by a contemporary source or, or, or teachers. I, 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 I admired them but I ne never let them influence the passage that I needed to take because, you know, I believe if I did something like that, then I would lose the Sicilianality and so forth because I really held on to those, those aspects um, uh, because, you know, like in times, they can possibly be looked at as not fitting into some social demographic, artistic sort of uh, uh, idea. Uh, whereas I dug my, and this could be the test of Buddha, you know what I mean? I, I dug my, <laughs> I dug my cause in deeper, uh, but I backed myself with technical skill. Like I was never, I never did it in a in a poetic sort of uh, artistic way. I went very technical, almost you know like a chef or something like that. You know, I, you, I could see I could see that in your bronze and the video that I saw today. So your yeah. attention to detail 
is so <laughs> microscopic. It's anal. Yes, it's anal. <laughs> it's so microscopic. I couldn't believe it. It's a great video. And I, I think we should put it up on the website, on, on the Facebook page, because it's tremendous just to see um, what it takes to actually from the play to the end product oh. and that particular journey. That particular video there, uh, created by Claudio, um, doesn't even take us into the painting of the sculpture. It just shows us the finished terracotta. So then the painting oh. goes through another journey of completion, but that's in, the, in that full documentary. But yeah, you're right. The, the, to me, the, the process was really important. And uh, again, um, you know, when I do travel back to Europe or Sicily and so forth, that, that quality of artigiano, that is sadly, it's lost, it's there. And even if we say it's lost, there are kids that all of a sudden they do something, you know, they get a bit of, a bit of clay and they do something and you go, that's in your, that's in your DNA. Like how do you, do, do you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah. They haven't, they haven't been led to model that piece of clay, but they intuitively do something. And that's what I tried to do when I was in Politi Generos and I got the kids and I said, you're all going to make a little statue, let it out, you know, just just let it out sort of thing, let it. And uh, so, so it's, Where's Pol- yeah. Where is Politi? Can you describe to us where Politi Generosa is, please? Carmela, Politi is vicino Palermo. It's about an hour. It's in the hour south. South. An hour south. It's yeah. about uh, an hour and a half out of Palermo, and it's a thousand meters high. It's up in the. Okay. It's in the. In the, it's, in okay. the okay. it's in the Madonie it's in the Mountains. It's above Cefalu, probably about seventy oh. k's. So it's 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 between Cefalu and um, Palermo, so more towards the middle there. It's still in Palermo yeah. region. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. In the, up in the hills. It's, a, it's an amaze. It's the Sicily that you don't experience if you just go to Sicily for the beach. No. And then all of a sudden you realise, oh my God, there's a whole other Sicily that uh, my sense, because I lived there for eight months creating the statue, um, is that because they're a bit more insular within that space or within those towns, their love for their culture culture goes even beyond the people on the beach side from what I experienced, you know, around my mum's area and so forth. Yeah. So, so it's, it's called, people call it Polizzi Generosa because it actually is named after the people because they're very generous people. All the Polizianas, <laughs> they are generosi. They're very generosi. It's a different realm to each region that you go to these are like these people are like somewhere out of a out of a a film that uh, of stayed been able to stay in time involved in their own in their own kind of film of nostalgia so it's basically nostalgic yeah, it's yeah, um yeah. like so time's frozen we can just talk about Polizzi in the next Yes, we'll do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll just finish this off about the art, but the next episode, we're going to dive into the Polizzi project. What made you do that Polizzi project and um, and about how you and I met 
through the Polizzi and how it, how Polizzi just transformed my view too of what Sicily is about. But I noticed something that you've got. Have you got a Sicilian coppola on? Yeah, un cappello. I will cappello, un cappelluzzo. Un cappelluzzo. Un cappelluzzo c'è il miso. There's several names. Uh, Napoli is different. Palermo is different. Uh, yeah, everyone's got uh, a different a different uh, name for it. Yeah, this is one designed by me. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Oh, my God. You designed it. So do you sell them? No, look, I, I had, when, okay, talk, when I realised if I was going to make Sicily a part of my life, um, I needed to create commerce between the two. It couldn't be just a holiday thing to make it real. Yeah. So, 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 look, again, driven by my curiosity and my nose, uh, again, so those chance meetings like the 14-year-olds doing the fresco, I met, I met a guy in Palermo who was very small manufacturing um, and initially I just met him because I just wanted to buy one for my zeal because he wore the coppa. Um, Utasco, they call him too. Utasco, yeah, Utasco. Anyhow, when I went to buy this one, I, you know, I saw a pile of these coppola they're all dusty and you could see there was not really much uh, commerce going on for this for this character. And as I left, I stopped. Because um, initially when I went into his shop, uh, he was a bit suspect on me. We're nearly about to I, run out on time, so we've got to just... Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I'll cut it short? Yeah. 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 Anyway, basically to cut it short, this, this, this character... I said, uh, if I'm to buy 500 uh, coppole, um, obviously they're not going to—they're not going to cost me as much as one. And I said, because I'd like to try and sell them within, within Australia. And then in, within within two years, I had a—well, to tell you the truth, within about two months, I had an up and running business and was selling to every store in Melbourne, <laughs> and and actually very very decent orders. What too. year was that? Geez, that's a good one, Camilla. That's uh, it's all a blur now, even though it's no longer. It was when I first went to Sicily as an adult, which was uh, six years ago, seven years ago. What year would that make it? No, 2013. 2012, 2013. Yeah, 14, 15. The business operation. Fantastic. Do they have to, just? Do they have the the embroidered on them? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't go too too intense with. Uh, I have a, I, I have the Trinacchia. Oh, so yeah, I have the in, on the inside. I don't. Think on the inside, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have the sticker with the Trinacchia, and it's made in Sicily for Melbourne. Oh, lovely! Well oh. done. Well yeah. done. Do you do you have them for sale? No, no. Now I don't have them for sale because uh, the business just came to a just came to a halt because uh, it was it was actually difficult when I was there. And I needed people on the ground here, and just the managerial part of it was a bit difficult. And in the end, I got so busy with my artistic life that if you don't dedicate the time to that sort of thing, yeah, to the, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you have to manage it. And I tried to get other people, but because 
I can sell the hat. I can I can walk in anywhere and sell hats. And they they that's because you believe in the story and you are the story. And it was true. Yeah. In the end. So I sold to City Hatters. I sold to Henry Bucks. Um, it just goes on. The list goes on. Uh, it was. And they were all and, and and the exchange rate doesn't help either, does it? With the Italian, we used to be the the euro. Uh, sorry, the lira and the Italian dollar was on par. Now it's u- the euro, and that's really digs in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although the production in Sicily compared to here, you can make that. You know what I mean? Oh, I know completely. Well, maybe that's something we should look for when we go out to Sicily, Carmela. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we'll just end this episode, and we'll and then we're going to talk about the Polizzi project. No worries, thank time's you. up. That's You're good. Awesome. That was a lovely. Uh, thank you, God. Lovely introduction you and sharing uh, your story with us. And I hope that people understand a little bit about you and follow you on in on. Um, we can follow you on. Where can we follow you? Uh, just on, you can follow, I guess, on social media, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Just a standard, standard sort of thing. My name is is the page or whatever and, um, yeah, yeah, so that's an easy and way to just... Can we buy any of your art? Sorry? Can we buy any of your artwork? Oh, can you buy it? <laughs> yeah, you definitely can buy it. Uh, but that's normally normally done... Uh, through when when I have an exhibition or when I have an event, okay. so I make yeah, and I publicise that on uh, on social media and so forth. So we can talk yeah. about that in the in the later episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank oh, you. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. Buonasera. 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 Quelle che sono in Sicilia, quelle che sono in Australia. Grazie tanto a sentire a tutti noi. Un saluto a tutti noi. Baci. A tutti, a tutti chi ti casentono. <ride> Ciao. Ciao.